0: Two, three, four. Hey, there you are! Welcome back, everybody. Come on inside to the Musician's Cafe. We've been waiting for you. Your table is waiting, and uh, we've got lots of room. Not a bad seat in the house. Come on into a place where everybody knows your name. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm not sure if it's Norm or Cliff. No, it's Chris Gray, everybody. Chris, how are you feeling, sir? Something like that. Uh, Feeling great, as always. Thank you so much for
1: my glorious introduction, as always. (laughs) Back for episode eight of the Musician's Cafe. Hard to believe we've been at this thing for two months already. It's flown by. Uh, We've had some amazing people come through and man we got some amazing people on the on the schedule to come
0: don't we yes we do man it's so exciting week in and week out it just seems like it gets better and better and better and i'm telling you what we got one of the coolest cats around right now a good friend of mine we've had for a while and he's here to hang out with us this evening everybody welcome tim ferris
2: tim how you feeling
0: sir i feel fantastic thank you brian good and
2: chris thank you for absolutely asking me in and uh, uh, i appreciate
0: it greatly Holy cow, if you guys aren't aware with Tim, we're going to fill you in all about him in just a little bit. He, uh, he, of course, is most popular right now for playing with Mojo Mothership, but you're going to find out there's a whole lot more to Tim than just that, and it's going to be exciting. What do you think there, Chris? Yeah, so um, I, I received a, a, a birdie on my shoulder,
1: sent me an email today that had a, a, a small bio, and yeah, y'all aren't going to want to miss this. You're definitely going to want to uh, share this with some people. <laughs> oh, my. It, uh,
0: it knocked my socks off. So Tim, we're looking. It could
2: at- be so bad you. Wouldn't no, want to miss it's it. going to
0: be great, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. <laughs> we try to start off every show with the menu. Everybody trying to keep you uh, up to date of what's going on around the area for all you folks out there looking for something to do over the weekend that involves seeing some live music. We like to make sure that you have an opportunity to hear about it first from us. So we're going to take a look at that real quick. I always start out at the live. Uh, pardon me, at the national level. And at Jiffy Lube Live, uh, coming up on the nineteenth Friday night, a um, little bit different alternative music here. Sort of a um, you know, um, Wiz Khalifa and Logic. So you know, it's, it's those those of, bands are huge. They are exactly yeah. You know, yeah. so definitely check those out. The one that really sparked my interest too is on the twentieth because I'm an old guy. Uh, on Saturday night is Santana. And of course, you know how I always introduce them—the three elements known as Earth, Wind, oh, and Fire. Man. Oh, I love that! Oh my gosh, Dan. Oh. what do you think, man? Love it. Me too. Grew up with uh, some Earth, Wind, and Fire in the house. Love it. Oh man, it just never gets old, and it's—it it always sounds as good to me. Of course, we talked about Santana just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, on his birthday. Yep. So,
1: yeah, he's—he's uh, he's the man. I mean, he you is, think about definitely. a guitar player, and you think about just standards. He's—he's he's great
0: picker,
2: great tone, great. Uh, Speed, but yet
0: tons of melody. Like, oh, yes. Vibes, sometimes. too. Yeah. You just get all the vibes. Very, very good concert to go see Saturday night, everybody. A little bit closer in Leesburg, we'll take a look at the Tally Ho Theater, one of my favorite places. Kind of a cool act. Uh, this is actually going to be on the 25th. Now, apparently, they must be closed this week because there's nothing scheduled. So it might be a week where they do vacations for the for the group there. But I'm going to go ahead and take a look a week a week out. And on the 25th, they're going to have the Amish Outlaws. Oh, fantastic. You've seen them, Tim? Uh, yes, they're fantastic. They are. Do you know the story behind them a little bit? I really don't know. How about you, Chris? Have you heard much about them?
2: Yeah, You should have them on the show.
0: Well, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about that <laughs> for sure. The cool thing about them, uh, a little bit about them, is you know the Amish Outlaws always you know, kind of gets everybody's interest because are they truly Amish? And the answer to that question is, yeah, for the most part. Oh, wow. Uh, of the group, there's four of them that uh, are Amish descent. You know, they had that thing where they turned 16. And, Rum Rumspringer. You know, Rum Springer, oh, exactly yeah, right. right. You had yeah. it. Deep exactly. knowledge. Look at yeah. that, man. Pulled that out. I'm not drinking out of my bourbon glasses. It says I drink and I know things, but I, <laughs> I drink and I know a couple of things. But Rum is exactly right, and the four of them had the opportunity uh, to have their Rum Springer and did not return to following true Amish Um, you know, the Amish lifestyle. So what they did is started this band and it's fantastic. And if you've ever seen them, which you have Tim, or if you haven't, make sure you get online and check them out. They do everything from lady Gaga to Mm -hmm. black Sabbath and they do a a show. It's unbelievable. And the entertainment, the energy is incredible. So that's on the 25th folks, man. That's a Thursday night. It's not a bad night to go out and do something. Um, man, get out and see them if you can. Uh, on the 26th, Friday night at Tally Ho is going to be Best Friends Girl. That's a Cars tribute band. I was a big fan of the Cars over Elliot years. Easton. Yes. That's yeah, there you fantastic. go. Fantastic. Uh, so check out them. And then on 827, one that I wasn't familiar with, the Darby Brothers Band. drew a blank on that one. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure if it's at Tally Ho, they're good. So uh, Reminding you about the event center in Hollywood, at the Hollywood Casino, I should say, at Charlestown, on the twenty seventh, that's also Saturday a week. Um, that's going to be TLC. We talked about them last week, Chris. You know that's a that's a great show to go see. I've to. started
1: learning the rap to Waterfalls. I just <laughs> haven't gotten very
0: far. Uh, oh my gosh! I might have but, to take my wife Tiffany to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I I said last week they're going to have a big crowd. I guarantee mm. you they will for sure. Um, moving close into the breweries uh, at Bear Chase on the nineteenth Friday night is going to be Luke Johnson. And then on 8.20 is Pete Lapp and Joe Downer. So lots of good acoustical music there at Bear Chase. Um, And then Box Office Brewery on the 19th has the Ain't Done Yet Trio. I don't know that one. No, sir. But I'm sure they're good because they're at Box Office. And then on 8.20, the one I do know, uh, on Saturday evening is Alan Boyd and the Waysiders. A lot of fun there. They'll do some old country, and uh, they have a good sound to them. A lot of fun. So he's been doing it. Gosh, longer than I am old, probably. So, uh, you know, hats off to them; they do a great job. And I got to give a shout out, Chris. We tried to do this to all folks that have been on our show. Chad Laughlin and Blue Ridge Rander is going to be in uh, in the Woodstock Moose on Friday night. Uh, on uh, Friday, they'll be there, so make sure you check out Chad Laughlin if you're in the area. Of course, you got to be a member of the Moose, but a lot of people are, so you can do that. Also, Chris Darlington band taking a look at him. He's going to be performing this weekend at the Middletown Car and Truck Show that takes place on Saturday. Um, I think it's six to nine for the bands. The car show obviously starts during the day. So you can just make a whole afternoon of it and have a good time. Have you ever been to that one? You live up that way. Which one? The The Middletown Car and Truck Show. Have you been to that one?
1: I have not. No.
0: Yeah, apparently they it, it's a big deal. They had to knock it off because of COVID for a couple of years. But apparently it's, you know, from what I've heard, everybody, they get a big crowd on that. So uh, Piccadilly Brew Pub, Picc- Piccadilly Public House, or whatever you want to call it, on the 19th Friday night. Daryl Marini, somebody that Brian Stutzman talked about quite a bit. I haven't seen Daryl yet. Have you? No, sir. Yeah, no, I have.
1: D- Daryl's good. Uh, and he's one of the regulars around. If you yeah. go anywhere around, you're going to see him. Yeah, I see him over at P2. Good, solid dude. So yeah. we got to have him on the show at We some definitely
0: point. do. And then coming up, one of our guests that is coming up in the uh, very near future on the on Saturday evening is Blackjack. They're going to yeah. be there. And uh, we're going to have them in the studio here before long, too. So that's going to be a lot of fun to hang out with them. they They're fantastic. At the Monument on the 19th, Friday night, Tom Shepard and Colby McCabe. And then on the 20th, um, this is one that we've talked about, too, Town Mountain is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of that Americana music. A little bit of bluegrass, a little bit of country. Nice. Some some old southern rock to throw in there. Town Mountain's got some big songs out right now, uh, like on the Americana
1: Waves. Um, I I run across their stuff all the time, Listen to artists like Sturgill Simpson. Um, but they they have some big songs out. Uh, I, sa- I saw them last time at Bcord Brewing with um, Little Water Bridge band who is going to be on next mm-hmm. week. Uh, and that was that was a fantastic night out of Bcord. It was raining but you would have never known
0: it inside so right Town Mountains are great puts on a great show. great. That's cool that, that'll be good too. They have it looks like they have a Lauren I want to say it's Calve. C-A-L-V-E. I hope that's right I, Lauren if I mispronounce it I'm sorry Lauren Calvin Ben, ben Weimer. So make sure you check them out if you can. Backseat Bar and Grill is going to be getting down on Saturday night with the band Mischief. I remember those guys, J.G. Shaft and uh, you know his group of characters in that band are a lot of fun. You know They play good time rock and roll. Um, I think tickets are on sale ahead of time. So if you want to get out and check Mischief out, you can do that.
2: I don't know a lot of these
0: people. I'm not from, right? I'm not from around here, Brian. Well, well, yeah, know. well... <laughs> To be honest with you, Tim, we do the same thing every week You know, because there's so many different bands. We sit here and go, hmm, haven't seen them yet, haven't yep. seen them yet. So we're, we're trying to see them as fast as we can, but it's not uncommon to have that happen for sure. Giving a shout-out to another one of our, our guests uh, on the show. Robbie Lyman's going to be busy this weekend too. He's going to be uh, at Shenandoah Valley Country Club on Friday night. They do a Friday night fire pit. Yep, yep. I've That's, heard about that. Have you?
2: I, I have seen that. Uh, advertised online and yeah.
0: I have not had a chance to go. I right? haven't. My brother, Larry, I give a shout out to you, sir. He's been to it a couple of times loves it. So Robbie will be there on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, you'll find Robbie downtown at Willie Sutton. Yep. Uh, another cool hangout that we got downtown. I really like that place too. And he, it's just Robbie by himself acoustically, but Hey man, Robbie's Robbie. He's always great. Anywhere Robbie is. It's a good time. Yeah, Exactly. Right. For sure. Finishing up with the West Oaks farm market. Uh, their Friday night is uh, is going to be a good one. We talked about this before. It's Brendan Edwards, and he is going to be opening up for Crosswinds, which is the band that the, you know, the twins from Shenandoah Music yes sir, yeah. uh, are in.
1: Yeah, I think they have a, a six-piece. I mean, it's a pretty big band, but uh, they play top 40, uh, a lot of the the big hits, but um, just a very, very cool band. And then, of course, Brendan Edwards. He is going to be, uh, I think, our first guest in September, so we're pretty excited about that. Uh, He's been um, just recently introduced to the local music scene, and and he's been putting in some legwork, man. I mean, he's gotten around a a, a good many locations, and we're we're excited to have him on the show.
0: Oh, I know. I saw him actually just this past Friday night out at uh, at Backseat Barn Grill, and and he is, uh, you know, he's a lot of fun to go see. It just kills me because. You, you know, Tim, you maybe you've seen him. Maybe He's a young guy. Mm-mm. I swear he could unzip his, his suit of, of skin and take it off, and he'd be like Waylon Jennings standing there. Oh. He's an old outlaw sort of feel to him, you know? Great. And um, so, yeah, he was a lot of fun. So he's going to be there on on Friday with Crosswinds. Then on Saturday from 1 to 4 in the afternoon in the courtyard is going to be Jake Cohn. And on Sunday from 1 to 4 is going to be Shane and Jackson, another group I haven't heard of yet. Uh, but they're going to have music all weekend at West Oaks. So, lots of lots of cool stuff going on there. A Couple of shout outs we got to give. I always try to take a look at birthdays on the day. Today today's birthdays include two. These are kind of older ones, y'all, so stick with me on this. Donnie Wahlberg. Yep. You know, new kids on the block. <laughs> he's actually a really good actor, too. I don't know if you've seen some of his stuff. He he's a good actor, but he was uh he's 53 today and then one that I looked at I had to put on there too, Gilby Clark.
2: Yeah. Uh God. Wow. I was not expecting to hear ah, that. Yeah, yes. Uh
0: old rock and roller. Um one of the founding members of Guns N' Roses. Okay. I, I was yeah. thinking that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, exactly. He and uh you know he and uh and, and um Axel were you know in at the very beginning and of course brought Slash in later, but uh, but yeah, Gilby was one of the original members. He's still out there playing. He's uh, sitting in doing a lot of dug, studio work. Yeah, I so. kinda
2: dug their first single and then after that I
0: was kinda. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah, me. but uh Gilby's sixty today, so Uh, happy birthday to these guys I'm sure they're out there listening to us today and then also I got to make sure I give a shout out we've kind of put this on uh on hiatus for a little while just because there's been other things but I got to give a shout out to my co-host Chris Gray woo! Um, because Chris and Uh his lovely wife who happens to be my daughter as I explained earlier they are expecting everybody they're gonna have I'm gonna be a grandfather how cool is that that's pretty cool. Does Congrats. it make you feel older now? It does not. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it does not make me feel older. Not at all. But Robin and I could not be more happy for you guys. And so I want to give a shout out to you for that. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate it.
1: It's definitely going to be an adventure. So uh, uh, Your yeah. life has changed, bro. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, coming up here in a couple of months, you know, after uh, February, you might... Uh, Hear a few background noises or so in the podcast. Just <laughs> just know that's what that is,
0: is. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, organized listen, chaos. That's the menu, everybody. So, hey, can uh, I add to your menu?
2: Yes, if you don't mind. Sure, I, I would love to. Of
0: course.
2: Hey, um, September the fourth. Okay. Um, a good musical partner of mine in the band Mojo Mothership, Edward Gum. Okay. Junior, many folks know Eddie Gum. Yeah. Eddie uh, suffered a, a health setback. Um, he had a stroke. And on September 4th at the backseat, Sunday, starting at one o'clock, it'll be Robbie Lyman band, Jamie Seeley band, Mojo Mothership, and Off the Cuff. Holy cow. Fifty-fifty raffles, uh, silent auctions, all kinds of fundraising things going on for Eddie. Eddie is somebody that's, you know, been exactly. in the music scene for a long time. Yep. Uh, you guys, if you don't know him, in the mothership, he was uh, with Terry Oates and the Mudcats. Yep. And uh, he's had a little bit of a setback and unable to work. So w- we would like the music community and everybody that listens to maybe come out and party with us a little bit on right. September the 4th at the backseat for a great cause. Eddie has done many benefits for other people many times, and uh, it'd be great for everybody to show up and support him. Man,
1: That's that, Labor Day weekend, right? Yes, Just sir. So everybody puts a date to it. Just yeah, thank lab- you. Thank Sunday you. Labor Day weekend. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a part of your backseat. Backseat's always fun, but uh, it's it extra is. special when you get to add a few more uh, acts in there. Oh, of course.
2: And, and, a, and for a good cause. And then September 10th. Yep. Uh, we're out at Levi's Place. Oh, I right. West Oak okay, Mojo Mothership out there. Uh, it's the Burger Burger's Brews and Blues Festival. It'll be the 3rd or 4th. I can't remember. Gotcha. Uh, but that's September 10th, and that's an afternoon Um gig there and we'll be trying to salute all the first responders there's all the first responders out there we'll get special discounts and a little family bonus for being out there on the day wow. so and we really appreciate all they do um where would we be without those people Absolutely. that have decided to make a career out of helping us
0: exactly and unfortunately, have not got the thanks recently they need to get. So, thank you for saying that. Yeah.
2: So we wanted to do that, and then September eighteenth at the um, Apple
0: Harvest Festival, you can find Mojo
2: Mothership out there again, man. Um, so I just wanted to drop those three in there. Yeah. And, 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 and while I have the floor, yeah. yeah, I'd like to take a complete one hundred and eighty and go. All of the reason that you have me here today is because of adoption. You mentioned a birth, and I think it's fantastic, and it just made me inside feel great for what Chris and you guys are about to go through. Uh, But www.adoption.com. Okay. For anybody out there that um, is uncertain of what they need to do in a tough situation, I would offer that people would take a look at that. Um, My birth mother was fortunate enough to have saw the light on adoption and offered me up and I was adopted and I'm adopted child and I just think it's a wonderful gift of life and when you look at the other option yeah it it's a huge 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 decision to make and the things that I've been able to do in my life if I wasn't alive I've been able to rub shoulders and shake hands and work on careers with a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, wow. If, if I wasn't here, you know, like all those instances just wouldn't have happened in life. And I'm sure they would have happened with other people, but right. we all have a purpose and a place We're all God's creations and, um,
0: love life. And let's, all right, now let's get on. No, with that's, something fun. that's good. Tim, God bless you for saying that. Yeah. And, and folks out there, let me tell you what I just did with the menu pales into the comparison. Remember those three dates he gave you. September fourth, tenth, and eighteenth. Very, very important on the fourth for sure for Eddie Gum. So make sure you do that. And that's going to be a lot of fun anyway. And then thank you for your message about adoption. That's really cool, man. Yeah. That is really, yeah. Really I mean, cool. if, if
1: that doesn't tell you a little bit about our guest Tim Ferriss, I really don't know what exactly it does. Right. But. You know, some of you might be out there still kind of wondering, you know, who is Tim Ferriss? Why is Tim Ferriss on, uh, you know, the Musicians Cafe? Are you still wondering, too? Uh, (laughs) No, not at all. Dude, we're so glad to have you today. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, like we said in the beginning, uh, you do play with Mojo Mothership, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. And really, we're here to kind of dig into uh, your life and music, where you came from, where you've been people you may have met, some experiences.
0: Uh, we're really excited to get into it. Absolutely. You, and, you
2: guys got your boots on?
0: Oh, my gosh. Because the yes. names are going to drop. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Well, the thing about it is, is you. I don't even know which way to go because you played college sports at West Virginia University.
2: I did, and I had a great time there. And I want to say shout-out to all my football buddies that I played with at West Virginia University. I had a great time there. Unfortunately, I had a couple shoulder operations after a couple knee operations, and I was put on a medical. I was not wow. able to finish playing. That's the middle of the story. (laughs) Take us on back. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, uh, I was adopted by James and Christine Ferris in Cumberland, Maryland. Two of the most wonderful people in the world. Um, Very lucky to have them as as my mom and dad. Always supportive of everything I wanted to do. And um, at about 10 years old, I had seen guys in our home. You know, the evenings were variety TV at my age, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 58 this year for okay. all you young kids out there. <laughs> uh, you know, things like the Carol Burnett show, laugh in um, the Smothers brothers, uh, those Donnie and Marie, there you go. like yep. that's kind of my first introduction to what music was. Mm-hmm. And I think I personally saw a great interest in, in guitarists that were on the show. And I started looking forward to those guys. I love to see uh Chuck Berry. Right. Even little Richard, you know, I mean like and it was mostly the the black african american artists that I liked early on before, you know, I knew what I was liking. Right. Um and so about 10 years old they had gotten me an Epiphone Dove, an acoustic, you know, it's a, a little modest version of the Gibson Dove. Um and it was really hard to play as a 10-year-old. And I didn't like it. So right. I, I quit after a little bit. Um, well, here's a name dropper for you. My first—I'll re- get back to this later. But I'll, I'll feed it off. The first song I ever learned was "Take Me Home, Country Roads." Okay, Okay. Yep. which yep. is really odd that I would go play for West Virginia University. Just I think it was meant to fate. be. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 another it bit of fate, and I'll get to okay. it once I, <laughs> right. once I get down the road to where I was working in Nashville. Um, but anyhow, so I. I I kind of quit the guitar there. And then I started seeing some more bands like you're you're talking 1975, 74 and 75, you're getting Peter Frampton. Lots of guitar rock in the 70s. And so I begged for an electric guitar. I said I wanted to try it again, but that wasn't the music I wanted to play with that acoustic guitar. I wanted to play what I saw like B.B. King and Albert King and Freddie King. And all these guys were guests on all those variety shows, you know. And they just jumped out at me. And that's really what I want to do. And that was solidified with rock of the 70s. Right. And um, so they did. They, I got a Fender Mustang. It was a pre-CBS 1963. Wish I had it back. Yeah. Uh, and a Gibson amplifier that was, uh, I think it's an E-H-T or E-T-H-35. And it was made in 1929. And right now it'd be worth $10,000. Oh, my gosh. Dang. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. And I let that go. And at a wrong time in my life when I needed money yeah and and I got took, but i didn 't know it was going to be worth ten grand right right um but anyhow, that got me back into playing um and I had some buddies in uh school that we had a high school band uh michael franklin lynn nelson uh Danny Gimbler uh, it was a band called tyrant okay and we played top 40 and rock. And so we were lucky enough as a high school kid to play like all the proms in Cumberland. Oh, nice. so okay. Kaiser and Frostburg, like all those areas never hardly went to a formal dance because <laughs> we were playing everybody's, you know, um, right. and we worked a lot. And, uh, there was a lot of great musicians in that Cumberland scene at that time. You guys know Dean Kramer? Yes. Yeah. Another Dean, name. fantastic guitarist. So he had a band, um, with his brother and his brother had another band too. And there was a lot of aspiring musicians in Cumberland at that time that were young and working. Right. You know, uh, the first time I ever gigged, I was 14. Wow. And that was at the Ridgely fire hall in, uh, Ridgely, West Virginia. And that is also the place of the very first, "Asleep sleep at the wheel show. Oh, Wow. And I had met uh those guys and was able to share that story with them oh, uh, nice. at, at one point. Nice. So we had a good laugh about the Ridgely Fire Hall. Yeah. And oh, one yeah. of their guys got arrested and got thrown in jail that <laughs> night. Uh, so uh but you know, like you said, I had was gifted uh with size, you know. I'm a big old cat. Yes, uh, you're
0: a big mountain of a man, that's what you sure. I'm six
2: seven three Bills.
0: Yeah. And uh
2: so coming out of high school with six seven three hundred, you know, I had a lot of options right okay and West Virginia was close to home and they had an aspiring football pro- program that had just started taking off Mountaineer Field there out it was just Puskar Stadium now uh, that was brand new um, they had just beaten uh, Florida in the Peach Bowl while they were recruiting me um, and it was the number one party school in the country <laughs> I
0: love it I do it yes
2: so I went to Morgantown and, uh, and <laughs> had a great time there and um, how, got, got how, hurt. How many couches did you... I never burned a couch. Per- yeah. Yeah. You, you uh, never? No. They were on fire by the time uh, I got uh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It was already <laughs> going. Uh, I was there on the field, although I didn't play in the game, uh, when we beat Penn State for the first time in 27 years. Oh, and that's cool. that place was crazy. I'll bet <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, but I got hurt. I got, I've had a long history. I'm hypermobile, so joints and dislocations were frequent for me. Gotcha. And, uh, um, I've had several knee operations, hip operation, both shoulders operated one, three times. Wow. So football ended for me after three years there. And I was put on a medical and I just kind of, what, what am I going to do? You know, and my other love was music. Right. And, um, and I had dabbled in technology a little bit too. I was always a techie. And so anyhow, I kind of, took a step back for a year uh, i played in a band called smoky river breakdown for anybody back there that would listen to this you would if you're from uh the tri-state area maryland west virginia and pennsylvania right from. we did come to winchester and play but uh that was my first experience like in a fixed up school bus you know with some right. bunk, bunks in it and you guys could go out. and we worked four or five days a week and it was all country music and that was new to me okay I had never played bass before. They needed a bass player, and I went. Uh, you know, I can play all the current stuff on guitar. I'm sure, I can play country bass, and I hate to laugh at that. I got tons of bass player friends who might listen to this <laughs> yeah, here. Right. You know, but I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I, you know, I had taught myself guitar. I was pretty fl- fluent at it, and um, you know, bass was going to be easy to me. So I studied their song list, took an audition, and and went and did it. Then. That band uh, went to uh, Bush Gardens in a talent competition. We placed third. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. And um, there were some people there from Louisiana that offered us some money to go record. They were going to pay for the recording for some points on any deal that would happen. So we went to Nashville and we recorded at Music Mill. And this was my first experience with Nashville, but this also kind of... Saw the light that this is what I need to do Right Um, We went to Music Mill and recorded But on the way there The drummer whose dad was our manager Kind of filled us in that we wouldn't be playing music When we got there That there was going to be studio musicians That were going to be playing our parts mm. yeah. And yeah. that we were just for vocals only And I had bass ooze And that's all <laughs> I got to do and actually it was going, Oh wow Ooh. So great But I was always the guy in the band that would take the fifty foot guitar cable and go out front to the soundboard and set sound for the band, right? right? So I really keyed in and made friends with the engineer who did the sessions on those three days that we were there, and uh, and that it, that's where I learned that music in Nashville is not made by the damn artists, right? Okay, right. and that was my first experience with it. The cats that recorded our stuff were the, the same studio musicians that did all the Alabama records because that's where we were. We were in Music Mill Studios, which was the home of alabama and whoever it was that was producing that i can't remember his damn name now who produced them but that was the light and as a technology-based kind of guy i was right in the hip pocket of the guy that was recording us and he wasn't doing anything that i said i can't do with just a little more experience you know and and a a more learned ear right so i switched gears left that band Went to school at Middle Tennessee State University uh, and finished my degree because I did. I kind of bottomed out there at WVU. That was okay. a pretty tough time to go. You're not going to play football anymore, and you had pretty much given in to the. There was USFL. There was you know there was opportunities. Right, right. Um, yeah. So oh, i stopped stopping this cold.
0: <laughs> that maybe <me, laughs> I took like, a
2: turn on that one. No, no but no. That, that's what opened my eyes, and so I like I say, I left that band. I um, moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, finished my degree at Middle Tennessee State in Recording Engineering, and was lucky enough to be one of the good students who the head of the department gave me a great internship at a facility called Master Phonics, and they subsequently hired me, but that was a mastering facility, one of two that nearly every record in Nashville went through, so I was sitting in a great seat everybody was coming in the door every day wow so uh we built an extension to that studio Uh, my friend Tommy Rogers and Steve Higdon a couple other guys that we employed to be solder jockeys um and I'm going to tie into the country roads that being my first song I ever learned so the first artist to do a session in the new studio we built was John Denver? John Denver. He, How was, about uh, that? he was wow. in there with Roger Nichols. Roger Nichols is uh, engineer who did Steely Dan for years. Oh wow! Uh, and John Denver. And he, he's got a list, incredible list. Anyhow, so I got to do some setup, and you know that's where I was at. I was kind of the bottom man on the totem pole there at Master Phonics, and um, but I, I was able to be in the environment. So on a late session one night, John slept on the couch. <laughs> Louis's here because he's i'm about to tell a dog story so that's why uh, chris's dog came up here it's kind of funny that's funny yeah so john's asleep on the couch when i come in in the morning one of the first guys in and so they had worked late he just stayed there and he had a a dog and we just it's a beautiful magnificent two and a half million dollar studio right i come to work and there's a pile of dog crap in the hallway (laughs) and i go to the back at the very back where my boss was and he was always in and i said hey um John's dog, his dog's name was Bear. Said, Hey, John's dog, Bear, took a dump on the floor. He's like, <laughs> You're the little old man, go clean it up. Oh, Damn, I was like, <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah. So I go in and John, I, not, yeah, yeah, John, right. wake up, wake up. He's like, Yeah, oh, what is it, dude? Like, hey, dude, you know, I played football at West Virginia, you know, And we got country roads, you know, and he goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, And The very first song I ever learned on guitar was "Take Me Home, Country Roads." He goes, "Oh, that that, that's that's awesome!" Like, like he's like, "What the hell?" And I like, so it's so poignant of me to tell you that you have to go out and clean up the dog shit. <laughs> in the hallway because Bear took him. Oh my gosh. So, what sorry kind about of face did thing. you get? That's all right. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. he just got. Mad. Oh, damn it, Bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh so things God. do come full circle in life. That was a weird little t- way to get to that sort No, it was, no, it was, it was great though. It is a great story though. Man. Yeah. So, uh and so through Masterphonics, I was able to do um a lot of different things. I was I was a pretty popular Nashville live sound guy as well so a lot of the clubs a lot of showcases when uh, an artist or publishing company or label would have somebody that they wanted to showcase uh to other industry folks um i'd get that call a lot um so i had a good run there and then through working at at that master phonics uh billy dean if you ever remember billy dean somewhere in my broken heart song of the year 1989 maybe yeah yeah okay he was in doing his first record and needed an engineer to go on the road, and time was right for me to uh, wanted to get out. Okay, and I was I was getting a little frustrated in the recording world, still being that bottom guy, and um, although I knew time would come when I could jump in and do some more major stuff, um, it wasn't happening fast enough for me. So the money was better. To go on the road so i was his first production manager sound engineer and it lasted a little while and i got a call from diamond rio oh, nice uh, because one of the guys in the band's wife worked at master phonics and um they needed a guy and um i was happy to to move at that point um and i had a great run with diamond rio if any of those guys who would happen to listen I love you guys, and with several great things have happened in my life because of Diamond Reel. Um,
1: you toured with them, right?
2: I did. Was it- I was their production manager, front of house guy. I'm also have the uh, ability to say that I'm the first engineer in Nashville to put any musician on ear monitors.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. What? Yes, sir. No That's way. pretty exciting. Yes, sir. When
2: Future Sonic first mean, you came You mean out, the ear monitors that every Everybody single... uses, and they're wide everywhere. They were not, dude. Right. They were never wow. heard of. Stevie Wonder and Diamond Rear are your two first people that used in-ear monitors. Wow. wow. And because of that, I got to do a lot of other different work, too, because- it's definitely a learned trait at that point. Sure, the absolutely. mixing level for artists and ear monitors is highly sophisticated, not just grin and bear it, put my vocal in it, and here I go. Right. right. You know right. what I mean? And so right. a lot of people ask me about that doing ear monitors. And I know that some people have great success for it. But if you're not taking your own stuff and you've got to get it on a different console every day, man, I'd rather work on a wedge unless you had somebody like me doing your for you. Right. But I'm expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't you. I would be too. And that's one of the reasons you don't yeah. see me out much, quite honestly. You know, I've had kids and this story could go on. I, I don't get out a ton because I still have kids in school. I've got two of mine. I've got a blended family. My lovely wife, Tiffany, brought Vincent Victoria into uh, our family and I have brought Christian and Chloe. Okay. Mine have gotten through college. Hers are just now uh, freshman and sophomore at Sharando. Oh, good. And so, we're still kind of homebodies because we have kids, you know? Um, so the music scene, I'll get deep into this music scene around here when the kids get out. Of I was going to say, kids- <laughs> your
1: wild time's coming up.
2: Yeah. I'm so, I'm, you know, it'll be, I'll turn the corner on 60 and y'all watch out because I'm going <laughs> to freak the frick out. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh. You know, you were talking about when you were in Cumberland how it had such a, you know, a wealth of talent, you know, a sort of a groundswell. And that's what I'm seeing in this area again. Me too. I'm seeing that. Yeah, you are definitely. There's yeah. lots of great players. I mean, if you look at Robbie Lyman, who's his talented as can be,
2: it's not a groundswell that he's here, but like, you know, Paul Machado is a great guitar player and Jamie Leonard's a great drummer. Um, Chuck Peterson's a great bass player. Yeah. You look at all the other bands that are around it, and there's a ton of talented people. Um, I wish there was a bigger market and more money for us all. I think money kind of keeps us from from me from working as much as I'd like. Um are we at 35 minutes? Did I talk yeah. that long? I No, w- it's
0: all good.
1: I wrote that on a piece of paper so you didn't have to say that to everybody.
2: Have I talked <laughs> that long.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, Tim, don't 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 go on idle with me now. No, we're okay uh, from
2: well anyhow all right so from Diamond Rio I had I was also playing guitar back again with a couple of buddies from Cumberland who moved right. down and one wanted to get into business another one was a case builder who and still has his own business building road cases and so we had gotten a band um, we had signed a production deal publishing deal at the same time all this was going on. Things were moving in the right direction for that. That was a band called The Hornets. I was right. in that with uh, Michael Franklin, uh, again, who was with my first band with in Cumberland. Uh, Matt Spiker, who was okay. Pam Tillis' husband. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and David Mayhew. Well, we had signed a, a published, like I say, publishing deal and production deal with another company, and things were looking right. So I quit Diamond Rio to focus on myself, and I had lots of backing from them. Um, they were... Uh, very positive about that like, that's why they were who they were because they took a leap of faith on right, their own right and i took one too and a year later i was back on the road working um <laughs> wow <laughs> but uh i i went to work for patty loveless okay. uh, at one period dan seals patty Lovelace is probably my favorite one of them and diamond real, her and diamond real probably the two favorite that i've toured with that did it right, treated me the best you right. know um Felt like family when I was with them and not an employee. Understood. You know, that's the yep. big thing about being on the road is can you hang? You know, you might be good at what you do, but are you like somebody I don't stick want with it? Well, yeah. are you somebody I don't care to talk to? I'm going right, to be on a right, bus right. with you from Tucson, Arizona to Kansas City. And, you better not suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. You better not drive me crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's
2: a big part of that job is just being cool. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. And pleasant, I would think.
2: Yeah, and you know, I I got a lot of different ways I could go. I know we've been long, but uh, I ended up because of having children. I wanted to get off that road and get into a a situation that was a little more permanent and less subcontractor. There's a lot of subcontracting I did. I ran my own business too, but uh, I went to work for the Grand Old Opry, and nice at the Grand Old Opry, I was. Uh, eventually promoted to the, the audio supervisor of recording broadcast. So I was able to mix uh, thousands of Grand old opera yeah. shows and wow. uh, hundreds and hundreds of television performances. The stories you must have. Yeah, and I've talked all so long about getting here, we can't go to them. (laughs)
1: We we have more episodes. I mean, we just have the rest of forever to make episodes. That's true. If you you miss one today, we'll come back to it. Okay. Well, One of the great
2: things about what I was able to do at the Opry is I pretty much mixed everybody and recorded everybody. I took the Opry broadcast situation from a 24-track, two-inch machine, analog, to a completely digital format. That was rolling sixty four tracks. I was wondering. I had sixty four microphones on stage. Okay, at the Grand Old Opry at that time, Um, had a big fat Neve analog console. Sounded immaculate, except for it was constantly needing repair. We had finally moved up to a digital console where we could have snapshots. Lots of people know with digital consoles now you can save all the settings on a board and just hit a button and bring them back if they change. Yeah, you didn't have that when you were doing the Grand Old Opry, and you didn't have sound checks. So if anybody out there is a sound guy and you always think that you get a sound check at the big time. Yeah. Bull. Okay. (laughs) It comes six 30. The curtain goes up. Here we go. And we go live and I'm seeing the band as the curtain goes up and I've got 64 channels. Like where is everybody at? Right. Like I've got four guitar amps for people on stage. I got three steel amps. There's two bass amplifiers. There's a drum kit. There's several pianos. There's all kinds of vocal mics. There's, A band, you never know who, the house band might have a guy setting in just to fill in parts.
1: An MC mic, I mean, just Yeah, yeah, well, you always know that that's open, right? You know what I mean?
2: You you know that that thing, when it's open, but you don't know. You open the drum kit up and the bass guitar, you hope you're seeing, you're just looking at lights from the first instance. I got lights there, I got lights there, and you start throwing the faders up, and hopefully by the time the, cat sings the first line you've got a hold of it <laughs> oh my gosh
0: i can't imagine the pressure that must be yeah
2: it was and so and with that in mind we ended up starting to record went got the funding to make a digital console out there which is now the norm like it was right. such a big deal there's so at much the cheaper time. now yeah it was so expensive to do and and you know there's a lot of people that the opera that didn't want change yeah and um <laughs> one of my favorite things that i have is is les paul's met me twice right and each time he's like grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me you know like That's cool he's just the coolest damn cat well i uh am featured in a pro sound news magazine for many years ago but Les was on the cover and it meant so much to me yeah. that Les yeah. was on the cover and i'm able to have a picture of myself with him on the cover there um we had a great night at the iridium um slash brian setzer me Tommy Rogers, Tom Britt, and Bob Britt. And the Britt brothers are both well-respected guitar players in Nashville. They were okay. playing with Patty Loveless at the time. And um, <laughs> they're both just phenomenal. But anyhow, so Slash and, and Brian both had somebody that was with them, a handler, so to speak, You know, just somebody that went out with them. But they, I guess they were working on a project. And um, it was a great night. Les Paul called him up on stage, had Brian who – shined like a diamond playing some swing numbers with less in his band. And then slash got up and poor slash like <laughs> less just destroyed him in a blues jam type of a situation. And slash is like, tuning and he's giving him crap while he's tuning and Slash has got his nose ring and a chain over and he's like Les has got like allergy issues so he's always pulling (laughs) a handkerchief out from his under his hip and he's trying to wipe the damn chain off of Slash. Slash is like it's in the key of B and he's telling him (laughs) my band doesn't need to know the damn key just play you know because they are fabulous and uh, he kind of embarrassed him he made him play his simple blues licks Over and over and over Until he exhausted it And then he said
0: Go sit down son Wow Wow What great stories Tim I gotta ask you a question It goes through my mind with the knowledge and all of the stuff that you've done, are you putting it down in some sort of organized thought, probably like a diary or a book or something? For what? <laughs> For what? Oh, my gosh. For everybody I, to read it, man. Uh, you have four you, reasons at home to put that in writing. Uh, that's true. I guess
2: if I really went into some of the stories that I wouldn't even talk about here, and if I did a book deal, it, it would be really good. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff I can't Yeah, do, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah,
0: things you can say, I'm sure. But my gosh, yeah, what a wealth of knowledge you got
2: well thank you man and i tried hard you know my father was a hard-working man and, right. and he instilled a work ethic in me i did not have until i got on my own right right um and when i got on my own all the stuff dad was trying to say to me as a kid started making sense and i had another guy who was very impressionable upon me a lighting guy actually which I normally give lighting guys <laughs> crap as <Yeah>. an audio <laughs> man. Right, 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 um but I had set up in a hurry for a show. It was a quick setup and it was kind of messy. And he pulled me aside and he said, don't ever do that again. He says, everything you do has your signature on it. And if you want to be the best, everything about what you do needs to be the best. So everything needs to look good too. And I hadn't taken that because it was kind of a, just a down and dirty approach that we were doing. A lot of those dates were tough early, when right. I, and especially with him. I was with a band called walk the West at that time who was on Capitol records. And um, it just made a big impression on me. So one of the things when we got Diamond Rio on ear monitors, our stage was clean. People were like, oh, my God, look at your stage. Yeah. I've never seen this where, empty Where stage. is everything? Yeah, you know. Um, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Brian. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I should have a book deal. You, you, if you can work on that, I'll work on the info.
0: I'm going to tell you just just by my own experience, Things that you have in in here, inside your head, are things that really going to be important to people that are around you, generations to come. Trust me. Take time to write those down. Uh, Even if you think you're the only one that's ever going to be interested in them, it's not true. It's going to be that. Uh, Do you have time? I got all the time you want. I know you do. But do you have time to come back and share with us more down the road? Promise me you'll do that. I I would be glad to. We can pick up with any of it. You pick out what
2: you want to talk about, and oh my god, I'd be glad to go to it because we didn't even get to the really. I don't know. There is so much. Oh, there. I know. I know. I mean, we knew that
1: you gave us two thirds of a page, and we maybe got through a third of it. I mean, this is like an eight and a half by eleven
2: page. This isn't a big old e size, and it's not like you know. I've just been very blessed. Let me just can I say that? Sure, I have been a blessed yeah. human to have been saved at birth. There you go, to have been raised in the family that I was in. To have the multiplicity of interests that I've had and the success that I've had and the level I've been able to do it. You know, I was lucky enough to do football at a very high level and I've been lucky to do music at a high level, to do engineering at a high level. Um, I love the job I have now at Frederick County Public Schools. You know, I'm an audio uh visual specialist there. Right. I'm proud of the fact that I pay for myself. You know, all the projects that I do generally are done by a third party at most a third-party vendor at most schools, most school systems. Thankfully, I have a nice place to work and I can serve the community well. I've put in some really great sound systems in the community and do a lot of video work as well. Um, We handle the propaganda and the (laughs) the information as well as all the technology and the installation. So I do system design,
0: installation, repair, troubleshoot, advise, teach, the whole nine yards. And Chris and I both... Have been lucky enough to use a lot of the installed equipment that you put in at James Wood and, and got place some new it stuff coming in there. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, because of the remodel. Yeah, uh, but I've worked through uh, a lot of your equipment that you've set up, and I know it's you know you did you did
1: the softball field right.
0: The the new James Wood softball field, yeah. yes, sir. That was one of the toughest installations I've
2: ever done, too. By I, the way, I know it took a while, didn't it? <laughs> it I, was miserable. The building was miserable, right? Oh, to work yeah. on Whoa, the it's steel, all metal, bi- right? yeah, yeah. The, the metal building and what's yeah. behind it. I had no blueprints given to me. I didn't know what anything was. It was,
1: but it sounds great. I announced for them all all season, all great. Yeah, well, I don't you. know if you knew that or no, not, no, but yeah, I did not know. I've yeah. announced for them for the past uh, four years or so, and it, this year was the best because I actually got to sit inside. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he and I for years tim drug our own sound equipment up there for every game yeah i did it for a bunch of years and then chris followed me and it's so nice not to have to do that anymore well good
2: i'm glad i could serve you You guys too
0: (laughs) well listen tim my gosh you know first of all everybody remember those dates september 4th september 10th september 18th go out and see these wonderful people playing music um, for eddie gum at back seats that's on a Sunday. Robbie Lyman. And Robbie Lyman. Jamie Seeley. There you go. And off the Cuff
2: and yep. Mojo Mothership, my f- musical family at this time.
0: There you go. And it's really simple. Walk in the venue and look, at, look for the biggest cat walking around in there. And that's going to be <laughs> Tim Ferriss, I'm going to tell you, because, folks, he's a big, big man. But, man, <laughs> he's done a lot of stuff, too. It's really cool. So, Tim, thank you so much for hanging out with us here at the Musicians Cafe tonight. Uh, my pleasure I, i'm sorry that i
2: rambled like i did and no. didn't even yeah, give, what get the heck, man. I didn't give you guys a chance to even ask a question
0: <laughs> like i'm sorry no it's so good we're gonna have you back we're gonna have the mothership on in the future coming up too so i look forward to all that man it's yeah be we'd so like great. to come
2: back we're, we're looking to do some um recording this winter good and good probably not hit as many dates but kind of work on a a little bit more recording we had a, a deal here a little while ago um on a label that we won't talk about and um it kind of stagnated the writing and recording process for us Gotcha. Uh, but we're about to tap back into that. Well, good. We'll be looking forward to Do you know anybody that, that can record for you? Or like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just wondering. It's, it's <laughs> tough okay. to play the guitar and record at the same I time, it, but I think did. I got her, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah I figured, you could. I
0: figured you
1: Well, could. coming up here on the Musicians Cafe, everybody, we have the Low Water Bridge Band. They're coming up next week. You guys Woo. aren't going to want to miss that. Uh, and then the following week to finish up August, with Backseat Bar and Grill, yeah. one of our favorite venues, as we've been talking it, about. So Devon of- and
0: Skippy are going to be joining us to, to tell oh, us yeah. about the new venue out there, so that'll be really cool. Yeah, the rest of August is in good shape. Absolutely. Well, folks, thank you for joining us and once again on the Distance Cafe. It's been a great time. Tim, thank you. Chris. My ab- pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, like I always say, no way I could do without you, pal. Appreciate yeah, you. Yep. Folks, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks. Thanks for the bourbon. <laughs>